up y'all it's scoobert dubert on the mic today i want to talk about the sexiest of subjects workflow what is workflow how do you get faster how do you get better at mixing how do you streamline things but not get boring an eternal task something that i am working deeply on right now because i'm super freaking busy it is crazy right now, partially because, you know, we're coming out of COVID. And so like there's live shows. That's been a hell of a wrinkle to throw into this project of, hey, not only are you like mixing other people and producing other people, making your own music, making collaborations, but also like make a live set that, you know, like having to deal with all the logistics of that and also like the visuals and all of the things that go into making a compelling live show man, there's a lot going on. So that's why I'm thinking a lot and working a lot on my workflow. This is like kind of funny because it's like a corporate term, right? Like everybody's got their workflows, their flow charts. But there's something that we can take from that corporate kind of thing and bring it into music. But there is a line. There's a place where it goes too far and then things start getting sterile or repetitive. And so that's what I want to talk about is that give and take between best practices, between templating, between, you know, color coding and all of those things and still keeping chaos and fun and a sense of randomness inside of your workflow, building that in. So the best example that I can talk about is in mixing because mixing is uh, something that I apply to myself and to others. And it's also like a very different hat to put on. I have certain workflows when I'm writing a song, when I'm producing a song, but the thing that's like the most in a box is the mixing process. So I've talked about what mixing is, some other pods, but just to quickly recap that. Mixing is the process of taking all of the ingredients of the song and baking that cake. It's like you recorded all the stuff, it sounds pretty cool, but some things aren't really working together, some things don't have depth, there's not a sense of oneness. You take everything and you stick it and glue it together. And you're also kind of playing the role of a camera person, you know, zooming in and out on different aspects of what's cool in the mix, leading the listener, taking them on that journey and using, you know, different techniques to create a depth of field, to create a blurriness and a focus throughout the rest of the arrangement so that there's not too many things yelling at you all at once. There is a flow. But in order to create that flow, you need to like turn the chaos of production and arranging, which is a lot of like throwing paint at a canvas, you know, really aggressive, like blue over here and green over here and everything's screaming and things aren't named properly. There's just like stuff that's like untitled two and uh one and AAAA three. Then you need to take all of that and turn it into a final product. So the number one first thing that I do is what an assistant mixing engineer generally does. I don't have one of those, so it's me. Um, what, what I do is you start by taking the session and ordering. Have the drums in one section, then it follows by the bass, then it usually follows by the synth and effects. You know, drums and percussion are all part of the same thing. So drums and percussion, bass, synth and effects, like swooshes, guitars, 
um, and vocals. So like, it's kind of like, for me, it, it goes from, you know, rhythm, low end, vibe, and then to me, I, I, I consider guitars similar to vocals, where I can actually like mix a lot of the song without some guitars, even rock songs, I can do that pretty well of like, if I get the bass, the drums, and maybe the lead vocal all working, then I can layer in background vocals and guitars and stuff like that. Because for me, they're they're not, it, it's like different for every mix, but like they're not necessarily the things that'll change everybody else's perception. There's some stuff that is so foundational, like say, for example, mixing without the bass changes the way that everything else sounds mixing out mixing without the drums changes the way everything else sounds so i take the foundational elements i organize them first and i clean everything i go through it and i am the maid i am you know making sure there's no pops there's no clicks there's no weird noise things that aren't cool it's cool if they're cool but there's nothing like that feels unintentional and that's what i do first clean up the fades get everything in order. And then I color code stuff so that my brain doesn't even have to like think like, where's, where's the drums? They just see, you know, blue and there's, there's drums because the drums are blue. And so that's what I do is like, first of all, take everything and turn the madness, which I think is necessary for production. Personally, I think when you produce too sterile, mm, doesn't work for me. It, it like, it, it makes, it makes the whole thing too procedural. I like production to be very chaotic and creative. But once you get to mixing, now that's when the procedural needs to come in. Clean stuff up, organize stuff, get everybody working together, get everything routed. That's the next step. So like, yeah, I've cleaned it. There's no sounds. There's no weird, you know, hits or fuzzes or sounds that randomly come in and out of a track. Clean up all of that stuff. And then from there, start routing. So what I like to think about is like what instruments are so glued to one another. And sometimes they're, you know, disparate instruments. Sometimes you'll have a guitar and a synthesizer that are kind of doing the same thing. I try and figure those relationships out next. And then I start bussing things together. So like drums and bass almost always are together because drums and bass are like extensions of the same instrument. You know, all the guitars sometimes are together, but usually it's like all guitars that are serving one function and all guitars that are serving another. I'll pull them together. This is what creating stems is like, but mine's a little bit less mm, creating stems in the sense of these are guitars, these are bass, these are drums. And it's a little bit more about like, what is your role? I am a percussive instrument. I'm doing this kind of thing. So like maybe if I have a super percussive guitar, I wanna run that into the percussion bus. So this is where like it starts to mix in between workflow and creative is that I'm thinking, hey, that, is acting with that. So they need to come together so that I can treat them together because they're fundamentally the same instrument, even if they're being played by different people. And that's where the glue starts to happen. And that's, that's like the important part of this workflow that like starts to ease into creative. Once I get all of those kind of decisions made, like who's, who's vibing with who, that's when I can start doing things like parallel compression or I'm compressing these things together. I'm forcing that glue. And even better, parallel saturation, where I'm saturating these things together. I'm running the guitar that sounds like a pad along with the pad into a tape machine so that it sounds like they're both recorded on the same track of tape. And just by doing that, it's like togetherness. And that's what I'm all about. 
because that's what mixing fundamentally to me is, is making it not individual instruments, but like this wall of sound, which is something that is very difficult for me with Dolby Atmos. Something that I'm learning, something that's going to change my workflow. Because fundamentally, my mixing strategy is for two-track mixes, right and left, two ears. Dolby Atmos instead says infinite ears, <laughs> kind of, like 118. Um, and it's, it's all of these little points in space. You have 118 little objects that you can move around in space. And that's a very different experience in, in terms of like gluing stuff together. Um, and it's fun. It's a good challenge. But different workflows are required to do something like that. And I also think that, that, that that's like one of the mm, early parts of joining a new technology because clearly the technology was created by people that have like a live environment, a, a real life environment in mind where there are instruments located around a stage and you move them around the listener on the stage where as a mixing engineer, I don't even want you to necessarily listen to the individual instruments. I want you to listen to the music, man. It's like, it's the wall of sound idea without, you know, stacking a hundred background vocals. It's, but it's the same concept of like, I want this thing to hit you like a truck. How do I do that? If there's just like individual sterile pieces all around you, I'm working on it, figuring it out. And some other mixers have, have done really good jobs with it. So I, I'm not without precedent. I've heard some other cool stuff in Atmos that's doing that. But that's my central challenge is applying this mixing workflow to this new technology. And by applying these workflows, they open you up to now I've got my drums color coded, my bass interacting with my drums, the synth stuff interacting together, the percussive guitars interacting with the percussion. And now I can take a different view of a mix instead of a bunch of little individual parts, which is impossible to me. People send me these tracks where it's like, yo, I hit the track limit. It's like there's 256 tracks in my Pro Tools session. What the hell am I supposed to do with that? You want me to be creative? I can't think, of, I can't listen to 200 things at once. I need to like, you need to group things so that you can say, okay, this is under the umbrella of this impression. This is under the umbrella of this thrust of musical concept. Once you get those umbrellas, now you're talking because now you're not having to like think about everything in the world. You're instead thinking about emotion and vibe and focus, which then you're mixing. Before that, you're just cleaning or fiddling knobs. Totally different vibe to me. This is my, this is my personal view. Once you start creating stems, once you start creating stems that are not just instrument groups, that are stems by function, then you can pull things in and out way easier. You can ride some of those automations, which is like changing the way that the um, knobs are being turned virtually, depending on what sort of emotional impact you're looking to get out of that mix. But without the workflow to get you there, you're having to think of too many things at once. Workflow is about becoming reductive. And that's where the danger comes in. If you're being too reductive, then you're like not going to have any room for creativity. If like every song is made by, I start with kick drum, then I do snare drum, then I do hi-hat, then I do guitar, then I do bass. It's like, okay, like you're, you've just created this like AI model for creating songs that you're plugging yourself into. How lame. You need to attack it from every possible different direction. That's why I'm not as into workflow for the production. That's why it should be chaos. But once you get to mixing, most of those ideas are done. You're trying to reorganize that chaos, reorient it, so then you can make new creative decisions based on 
musical imperatives, musical goals. And then you apply new technologies like this Dolby Atmos certification that I'm working on right now and figure out how the hell do I do a new workflow for a similar or slightly different musical goal. Like maybe, maybe like I have to rethink mixing for this new platform. And that's kind of cool. It's kind of exciting. But in order to do that, I need to eliminate the technological barriers, which is the workflow. I need to stop like thinking about like, oh, right, I need to command shift option here and, and route these things to the Dolby renderer and have put in this native panning tool, but not this one. And then have this 7.1 reverb. Like these are all the things that I'm learning, but the goal is to not have to think about them anymore. So then you can actually make some damn music instead of like thinking like I'm reading an owner's manual, which is where I'm at right now. But workflow is the key to change that reality. And also hopefully make my life a little less busy because holy crap, it's crazy right now, but it's fun. Maybe come out to see a show. If you're around, I'm playing San Diego and then New York, be in Brooklyn soon. And I'm sure there are more shows to come in my future. If you like what you heard, if you have questions, anything like that, hit me up. Scubert Dubert.pizza is the place to do it. See y'all next week. <laughs>